On this episode of Gas Age Cappuccino, Dean and Danny discuss being positive in a world of cancel culture and what it's like now, what CrossFit has done, the changes they've made, and what we're up to. All right. Gas Station Cappuccino, episode 98, uh, creeping up on that 100. Yeah, I got to do something for 100. You know what I think we should do for episode 100? Oh, hold on, Dean. You're, uh, you're, you're special. Oh, you go. Yeah, I, I got an idea for something special. What's that? Uh, we should record a podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, we should. Maybe, uh, maybe we take it to the streets. And take it to the streets. Big giveaway. Oh, we do it live certain time. What if we do it live on the streets with a big giveaway? On the streets. What do you mean by on the streets? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't really mean anything. Just like we, can, just in the in the in the thick of it. In the thick of it, like maybe, maybe we do it in a gym. Oh, okay. Like maybe we go to uh, maybe we like go out to Cal Strength. Maybe we do it uh, at Excel during a class. Maybe we do it uh, at a Occam. Maybe we have Ben on. Uh, maybe we, uh, you know, something like that. We just take it, take it to the streets, you know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We'll think about that. Good idea. But, uh, I, the like, I like the idea of a big giveaway. So if anyone is listening or people are listening, if you are listening to this, make sure you, uh, stick around because, uh, this episode 98 in two more episodes, episode 100, we're going to have a, a big giveaway. You know what we should probably do? We should just give away a bunch of $100 gift cards because it's episode 100. Yeah, we're going to figure out how do you submit your entry to one, I guess. Mm, there we go. All right, if you have ideas, let us know what you, uh, what you think we should do, and we'll kind of think about it on our end as well. So uh, email us, podcast at caffeineandkilos.com, and we will uh, we'll check it out. We'll come up with a, come up with a good solution here. Yeah, don't take too long to email us because, you know, it's only two away. Yep. Uh, so, Dean, the, something I want to talk about is uh, positive things. So, here's the deal is with today's social media and cancel culture and all, all this shit. Is um, some- uh, you're, breaking, you're breaking up. I can't hear. Hold on. Okay. When, um, with today, with how it is with social media and cancel culture, how if, if you do something wrong, people are, are quick to just jump all over you, right? However, it's not very often that people also praise people for doing the right thing or for correcting their previous mistakes, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I actually want to take a, a minute to uh, talk about what a great job I think, I think CrossFit has been doing amidst all that, that whole mess, right? So just real brief, because it's pretty, anybody who listens or, or is in the kind of community knows what's going on. So Greg Glassman, the founder and previous owner of CrossFit, made some uh, racially insensitive, uh, if not flat out racist tweets, uh, was basically unapologetic for them. And then uh, all these came out about him basically just being a misogynist who's been sexually harassing women since the beginning of time. 
So that, that's like a, a brief overview. And uh, amidst all that, a bunch of gyms, the day, the day that the things come out, um, start jumping shit. Oh man, you know, I'm out. Uh, fuck this. Uh, I'm unaffiliating. There's a bunch of, um, CrossFit games athletes who said, I'm not going to compete in the CrossFit games and, and all that. Now what's true is that if there wasn't a big uproar, maybe change wouldn't have happened. So you do have to, to a certain degree, you do have, people do have to do something or make a stand in some regards. However, there's the stand of I'm unaffiliating immediately, period. And then there's mm-hmm. a stance of, hey, I disagree with what's going on here. If changes don't happen, I'm going to unaffiliate, right? Um, so I, I think there's two differences there. Um, just like a lot of games athletes said, hey, I don't agree with this. If changes don't happen, I'm not going to compete. Um, and then some just said flat out, I am not competing this year. Okay, so there is a difference there as well. So here we are. It's only been a couple weeks. I think it's been maybe three or four weeks since the, since the thing kind of started, right? Uh, maybe five mm-hmm. weeks, maybe five weeks total. So let's look at the changes that have happened in the five weeks since then. Greg Glassman steps down from CEO and appoints uh, another, you know, Dave Castro as CEO. Um, so at least it's saying something's happening. Um, Nicole Carroll, who was a uh, head of training and has been with the company forever, she stepped down from her position uh, because she didn't agree with things that are going on as well. Um, and so, but after Glassman uh, steps down and appoints Castro, there, people weren't really satisfied with that. They said, well, he still owns the entire company. And so any dollar CrossFit makes, he gets. And so the lot, it didn't really... Still the, still the puppet master behind the, behind the screen, behind the Oz screen, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then, you know, um, well, so then what happens is what Castro does in that position is he... Um, helps facilitate starting a few new programs. They start a, they, the problem affiliates have had is that there's not enough communication. So he started, they started this uh, regional representative system where the country or the world is broken up into different regions. I think initially with the U.S. it's broken up into different regions and there are different representatives for those regions that are the direct, you know, gives affiliates somebody who they can have a relationship with and directly talk with who then will have a direct relationship with uh, CrossFit HQ. So basically just like opening up communications between affiliates and HQ, which previously there hadn't been. So that was a big problem. So they do that. Um, They also start a weekly newsletter um, that goes out to all affiliate owners where previously there was none. Okay. So those things happened almost immediately. And since then, uh, Craig Glassman sold the company and not only sold the company, sold it to a guy who owns an affiliate himself and who in his previous company he had was known for and applauded for the great company culture they had, right? Amidst all that, then Nicole Carroll, who stepped out because she didn't like what's going on, she actually comes back to the company with all that's going on. And then the newest, and then they, they also, they have a, a they come up with a, a program and a plan to make sure that the media and stuff about the games and different things going on are inclusive of all cultures. And then the newest thing that they just announced is the CrossFit scholarship program, where the mission of the CrossFit scholarship is to spark meaningful healthcare changes in underrepresented and underserved communities by providing uh, foundational health and fitness education through free access to CrossFit level one certificate courses. 
And so the first one they're doing in downtown Atlanta, they're doing a free level one to uh, teens and young adults in that downtown Atlanta area. And it is being ran by and hosted by Chuck Carswell, who is mm-hmm. a uh, level four CrossFit trainer. He's been with the CrossFit games really. He's like head judge of the games for a long time. Um, and he's a, a, a black man and who's in the CrossFit culture and is running this in downtown uh, Atlanta. So is this is that where he lives? I'm, I'm assuming maybe I believe he may, he may be from Atlanta. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but he's been around CrossFit for a really long time. And it's a, something like, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, I was wondering, I was wondering if that's why they chose Atlanta because that's where he's at. And it may be very convenient for him to, uh, where he can kind of get in control of that program. Yeah, I, um, well, I have the, um, I read that last part directly from an email I got, but I also have, and by the way, this is not like CrossFit has no idea we're doing this. It's anything that it's just, my whole point is that everyone got all up in arms. And when the things are going wrong, it's all you could see on social media. If you're in this space about everything they're doing bad. Now what they're doing is they're systematically going through and and making real change and doing real things. Cause at first say, okay, we're going to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Let's see it. Put your money where your mouth is. And they're doing it. Right. But you know mm-hmm. what I'm not seeing is I'm not, how come your, your, but your feet is definitely not flooded with everybody praising CrossFit for making these changes. And that's kind of what I'm yeah. getting around to. So it's, um, part of the reason is it launches in Atlanta, Georgia in July at CrossFit downtown Atlanta. So that might be part of it is maybe Chuck has a relationship with CrossFit downtown Atlanta, or maybe just the owners that Jim reached out or something with that. Um, anyway, so I'm not sure exactly why Atlanta, but that's what's, uh, that's what's going on. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's very cool. The, the gym there. So it is, it's very cool. It's, it's somebody who, you know, is, uh, there's a problem and people are going through the steps to, to fix this and to do what they can. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, to a certain degree, it, it can, the damage be undone, especially when people are so quick to hop on the negative and so slow to praise the positive. Uh, I mean, I think it comes down to like, you know, the rational people are going to realize that so far things are happening. I think right now it's a good time for, um, people to, um, kind of still keep an eye on and make sure it continues to happen. Right. Definitely. Make Definitely. sure make sure those aren't just like, like, uh, okay, let's just do these two things and, you know, then kind of just let everything go back to, you know, normal around CrossFit or whatever. But right. I don't know. I think I, I'm, I'm looking at it from the positive light. And I think that there's going to be more coming out of this. And it just seems like there's just a whole new energy um, with CrossFit, like as a whole with this new guy. Um, sorry, I forget his name again. Um, uh, Eric Raza. Eric, yeah. CEO Eric. You know, so I, um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I think the more change is coming, like I just said. But, and I think, yeah, like you said, people are quick to uh, bring up the negative and kind of, you know, keep silent about the positive, but they also like, you know, I think people are also afraid of like looking like they're just like crawling back to something, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. Well, also it's like, I wonder, you know, you look like media and stuff and, and what's going on with on the news and, and like, you know, headlines, you can call them clickbait or whatever, but just headlines that grab people's attention. It's the negative ones that people are more drawn to. Right. And you can argue, oh, yeah, yeah. people say it's partially that's a, a evolutionary thing, right? Like you, you got to be able to, people just in general are more alerted or pay more attention to dangerous things, right? Like you got to run from that tiger 
You know what I mean? Whereas like seeing a positive thing, like some nice fresh berries on the vine, that's nice, but it doesn't matter if you're getting eaten by a tiger. Right. So, yeah. um, so, so it's this weird thing though. It's like, you know, so you see these, these, so people, so news organizations tend to over, uh, you know, put, they really push negative headlines, even in stories that maybe could be perceived as positive. They push the negative. Um, well, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a hard fact that, you know, negative news gets better ratings. Uh, you know, one example, and also like, what is the current, uh, flow of things? Right. And going in line with that, um, an example is there was a, a police shooting, um, about the, of this man, um, this Hispanic male who had a weapon that he was waving around and like pointing at people and the cops show up on the scene and they like, mm-hmm. they tell him to put down the weapon and multiple times he's not doing it. And he's pointing the gun at them, threatening to shoot them and end up shooting the guy. Right. So you, that, then the headline reads like, um, you know, police gun down Hispanic man. Yeah. Whereas the headline could have read, uh, police arrive on scene and, um, gun, d- gun down or, or shoot d- madman d- waving gun around disarm dangerous citizen who's pointing guns at the innocent. <laughs> right? Like that's, you know, and that, like, that's the real story is like, who, who wouldn't want the police to respond and take care of this guy who's like waving a gun around and pointing guns at innocent people at a gas station. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like obviously like, someone's unstable and obviously. Unstable. Thing yeah. going there. And so anyway, it's, it's like, uh, but the point is like you, you know, they, they come out with this negative article that, that puts the, the whatever, puts law enforcement in a negative light because that's the kind of the way the culture is going right now. And also the negative headline is more appealing than a, than a positive one. But how many people read that article compared to how many just see that headline and go, oh, these motherfuckers, you know? Yeah. And like we were saying, you know, in the past years, I think also a lot of people were maybe, you know, feeling some financial strain or feeling some, yeah. uh, maybe feeling a little, um, uh, what's the word underappreciated or under for sure uh, underused or not underused, but I guess it would be like more feeling a little neglected mm-hmm. by CrossFit, be, like through the COVID. Yeah, you know, and maybe they were just still feeling some resentment through that because yeah. we just, it's kind of a it's kind of a known thing if you know anybody that owns the gym that you know some people feel that there's just wasn't a lot of resources to help them through like tough times. With the ownership of a gym. Well, like, I can tell you. As first, far as like with information and I can and tell you stuff like first, that. firsthand what I received from CrossFit. Uh, well, actually, they, there are affiliate dues were due and they actually said, don't pay them. They told me not to pay them. And I said, mm-hmm. well, when do I pay them? They said, we'll let you know. And so, I mean, that was definitely a Ben. So it's not like they didn't do anything for people. Like if you had your. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but then, but as far as communication wise, like if I, if my dues weren't up and during that time I wouldn't have had that experience. Communication wise, I got one email that was like, hey, here's information on the on the government programs. And that happened and that came like three weeks after the government programs were announced. Like a little too late. It's like by now you kind of got them or you didn't. <laughs> you know? And that was it. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was everything you got from from CrossFit HQ during the during the you know initial round of quarantines. For sure. And that's more what I was like uh referring to. I, I didn't know about the um I assume that they would waive those fees, but I, um, I, uh, didn't know for sure if they did, but it's, yeah, more about like, you know, not, they didn't really give anybody tools or ideas no, or not, like not much like help with like how to work through this. Not whereas you take, um, 
other franchise, well, let's talk about it, is I know like Fit Body Bootcamp, right? So Bedros Koulian's the owner of uh, that franchise. And I know Bedros. And I also know things they did for their gyms a whole lot different. They roll out a whole, uh, of course, a franchise is different than affiliates for sure, like the way that it's run in, in general. But still, it's like even if you did a portion of this or instead of telling people they have to do it, it could have been advice, you know, something like that. But like advice on how to run a hybrid model with that home workouts and what to tell your clients and how to communicate with them and how to do other, other ways of making money as far as selling supplements and doing other things like that with your, with your clientele. Like they were in constant communication and let, letting their franchises know what's up. Of course, you pay a lot more for a franchise than you do for an affiliate. You know, that's definitely true. Uh, but, you know, I think that uh, lending a helping hand with some advice and best practices uh, I don't, well, that's you're gonna, awesome yeah. thing. Well, also if though, if you're going to claim to be, you know, the prestige, uh, choice, uh, yeah. you know, of health and fitness, you would expect that to come with, you know, prestige, um, resources. Yeah. Or, yeah that's it. It should be yeah. the full package then, right? It shouldn't just be like, Oh, everything uh, that we are going to teach you this, you know, this weekend is gonna be the top information you'll ever get. And right. then we'll never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, and the idea too is no, no gym owner, no cross gym owner wants to be told exactly what they have to do to run their business. But, uh, but I think everybody appreciates advice or best practices. Well, you know, you know, so let's say like, you know, Johnny in Manhattan CrossFit, who's got, you know, 400 members that are high clientele, he's moving and shaking in a building that's probably not huge. He'll probably know how to like manage something. But, you know, Casey, some, and someone who's brand new, some, yeah, some Casey opened up a gym and, you know, Elk Grove two weeks ago. Yeah. Gets hit with this bomb, you know, like I'm just making this person up. Doesn't person doesn't exist, but, um, you know, he might need help and like, well, what do right. I do? Yeah. Do I put these people on hold? Do I try and run an online uh, Zoom class? Like, what What do you guys, like, what should I do? I don't know. Like, I don't know how to manage anything like this. Yeah. No, you know, stuff like that. So the, the positive is that uh, here it is. There's been, it's, and five, it's pretty short period of time, honestly, also. Anyway, they've launched three or four different initiatives that have directly addressed uh, everything that people were bitching about. Um, so including myself, when I say people are bitching, like I was bitching about it too, you know? So yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's just the, the fact that, man, it should be nice, you know, when everybody who comes out and says, man, these people really shit the bed. It'd be nice if they also came out later and said, Hey, by the way, uh, we complained about this thing and they've addressed it, addressed and corrected it. Well, and, 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 and you are getting that. That's not and you are goes, getting yeah. that. And so, you're getting uh, that from, from like Noah and, at, uh, at about 10 and, and Baker at about 10% of the scale. Oh, for, well, for sure. I think, but I think the loudest voices are the ones that are still, uh, coming. Oh, can you see me? Can yeah, you see me? Good. Yep. I see you. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yep. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was trying to move this notification. I swiped the screen. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I've seen a handful of, you know, the kind of the top voices during when all this went down, make, make that post. But like you said, yeah, very kind of like the tip of the iceberg of the, of yeah. the uh, people that were up in arms about um, moving out, oh, well, haven't, necessarily, haven't necessarily made a huge or bigger public statement. Maybe they've like told people like, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, 
as long as things keep changing, I'll, I'll be back. But, you know, they're not doing the big reveal, which I think maybe we should see, though. I think it'd be a good way of uh, reunifying underneath a new uh, leadership with a new uh, yeah. my, mindset and there's a better, um, better team. Yeah, as far as more inclusive and more, uh, you know, more eager to make some changes. Yeah, I think part of the maybe part of the problem is too is that when things go bad, it's like it happens at once. You know, it's like boom, this went wrong. But then to fix things, it's not like that happens at once. That's like things roll out over time. You know, and so yeah, early, on, early on when things are corrected, it's like okay, well, let's see if the, what else they do, and it needs to be more than this, or what else is happening. Do they follow through with it? But then it's like three months from now after they've like addressed all these problems, there's no like big reveal, you know, the kind of like, yeah, that's kind of, you're kind of right. I think, uh, I think that's exactly it. Like when, when he made those tweets and that stuff was going down, it was like a moment, right? It was a, uh, it It was was an event. It was a moment. Yeah. And everybody saw it. Everybody was seeing it at the same time. Now, maybe if CrossFit did almost some kind of TED talk going over all this and yeah. got everybody emailed about it, like even members uh, that aren't gym owners or, or even they suggested gym owners to show it to all their members. Like, hey, like take this time between class. It's two minutes, three minutes long. Show this before all your classes. You know, yep. this, is what we're, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. These you are know, changes we've made. I think that's actually a great idea. We should reach out to Eric, let him know. Uh, but so the, uh, anyway, like what if the, now do some consultant for him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but put it all together in one graphic type thing. Like, Hey, over the last five weeks, this is what we've done. Like Greg Lassman has sold, uh, stepped down and sold the company. Um, the, we have a new CEO in place who's known for culture and inclusivity. The uh, highest ranking female employee has come back to the company because she's happy with the changes. We have launched this scholarship program, which is geared towards underserved communities um, and inner city communities. We have uh, launched this uh, affiliate communication has improved. We have launched a regional program for affiliate change and communication, right? And it's like lay all these things down and like the, the things that don't the media to ensure communi- uh, inclusivity and everything like that. Like you just put all that in like an infographic and be like, here's CrossFit's response. And then you send that out to all the affiliates and start posting that. Like, I mean, I think that would actually go a long way. So if you could, if someone could sit there and see everything they've done all at one time, like, shit, I repost that. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We would put it on our, uh, we put it on our, you know, CK page too. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a, that'd be a big, um, you know, someone should just make that anyways, like a morning chalk up or, uh, um, Bar you know, one of those other, yeah, one of those other uh, kind of like media sources should make something like that for people. By the to way, see. I I love Barbend. Yeah, Barbend's got get the Barbend email. I, I like Barbend. I like Morning Chalk. Nothing. It's I like Morning Chalk a lot. I actually, I like Justin. But Barbend is great because it's it's not just CrossFit. You get a little weightlifting, you get a little powerlifting, and you get the CrossFit. It's kind of like all strength sports you know, combined, not, not, and I mean, morning chalk up, they'll bring those things up every now and then, but they're for, for sure on the fringes, right? Like CrossFit is their mm-hmm. thing. Anyway, I like how mm-hmm. Barbend is kind of, kind of brings it all, brings it all together. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's, some, there's a lot of good, uh, you know, there's a lot of good media sources out there now for, uh, kind of just what's going on in the communities on, uh, for emails and social media and stuff. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah. YouTube. Barman's got a great YouTube. They, uh, plus the guys are there, David, and they're, 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 they're good guys. They've been, uh, we've been talking to them since they kind of started up whatever in 2015 or 16. Um, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, that's, that's, if you guys are looking for good, uh, good content just on uh, strength sports stuff, news and strength sports, um, good content on YouTube. Check out Barbin. Yeah, ESPN 10. And it's, it's not the Ocho, it's the Diaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ESPN Diaz. Nueve. ESPN Nueve. It's, it's actually just for one. Our, uh, us, real, uh, us real niche people. Yeah. The niche inside you, the niche. Do you say niche or niche? I used to say niche. Me too. And but now, I, I've, but now I've been saying niche more. I've been saying niche more because it sounds more, uh, more bougie. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's got more energy. <laughs> really good energy. Big hit yeah. on this energy conversation. Yeah. People, a couple of people have been, uh, hitting me up with the uh, energy comments. Pretty funny. I told it's, you, uh, I told you yesterday. Just I think a, it's just a wave. It's a wave. You got to ride the wave. Uh, I tell you, I think we should come out with a uh, caffeine and kilos. We should come out with uh, a CBD recovery drink. Call it clearly energy. Energy. Yeah, we're just like a, a CB. We'll just get a, make a CBD infused uh, coffee blend and call it Zenergy. Call it Zenergy. <laughs> yeah. No, I think make a THC infused coffee if we call it Zenergy. Really get the yeah, and just really just high low it. Mm-hmm. So and then really, we can we can make one with uh, psilocybin to sell in uh, Colorado where it's legal. Yeah, and just start just tripping. Just <laughs> then you really see sounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh man Colorado Colorado yeah dude sending it they're going for it uh, interesting well there's a lot of statistics that show like the more stuff is like kind of available and legalized the less people tend to abuse it yeah and I think also there are uh, things that maybe you know there are whatever schedule one drugs or whatever that um that you say the ones that have less addictive properties are less harmful in general, you know? Um, like, I don't know. I just, I haven't heard of people, um, you know, like committing violent crimes because they need psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like might, as far as, far yeah. as, as far as addictive, yeah, they might make terrible decisions when they're on them. If you're just tripping balls, yeah. and put yourself, you might put yourself in danger or possibly, I guess you could harm others. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the, the data on that, but what I do know is that people generally aren't like robbing liquor stores because they want money for their psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. I, I'm going to, as far as like politically on like the drug kind of stuff, I'm in, I just think like, People should be able to, like, I don't even, you know, I don't even drink or, or anything, <laughs> but like, I don't, I just don't, I just don't, um, I just people feel like people should make, be able to do whatever they want to their own bodies. If that's what they want to do. I, I just don't feel that it being criminalized mm. is help is helping anything. Well, I think the problem is not what they're doing to themselves. The problem is when it has second order consequences on others. Right. Yeah. For, for sure. And but, so, so, and then, so then the yeah. question is like, so what drugs have the least amount of second order consequences, right? So as far mm-hmm. as that goes, you know, um, and so that's why I think like you see a big push for like marijuana to be legalized because most people aren't getting high and then going on these rampages where they're hurting people like beating people like, up or like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, you know, so addictive where you're whatever, you know, for 
cocaine, PCP, like these are drugs that have a history of methamphetamine, heroin, you know, like historically people do uh, make bad choices in order to get those, to procure those drugs as well as when they're on them. Right. Whereas you talk about other things, it's less, maybe less harm to others. Yeah. I should have been more specific when I'm, I was talking more about like the, uh, Oh, what's the more er, the more sure. herbal style uh, kind of like drugs, right? The the psychedelics or the um, you know marijuana or whatever stuff like that. Not like uh, like chemically compounded methamphetamines <laughs> and PCPs. And there's a what's that? I don't, yeah, no, there's a, it's funny too. And again, like mushrooms, like some people think they had a big part in like uh, just humans in general. Like there's a stone stone chimp stone ape theory, right? Like that was a big part of Something like when uh, basically at one point monkeys started eating psychedelic mushrooms and they, whatever, that's what caused them to act differently and was like a major step in evolution as far as them like using tools or some shit like that. Interesting. I've never even heard that. I would love to read about something like that though. Oh, I bet if you just look up Joe Rogan Stone Day, if you find out all about it, Stone Chip. But there's a, there's oh, a, yeah. there's probably just YouTube compilations of him bringing it up mm-hmm. every episode. I think, there's a, I think there's a book about a book about it actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. On Joe Rogan the other day, someone said something like, yeah, who would have thought people want to sit down and listen to a guy talk about fucking chimps for three hours? (laughs) (laughs) Joe just probably said, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I used to be a big, I used to be a big Joe Rogan uh, podcast uh, listener. And I just kind of, at one point I was like, man, I just want to listen to something else because like they come out so often. They're so long. long. You just get stuck in a rabbit hole only listening to those podcasts. It's gotta, hard to like bounce around. You got to pick your spots. I basically only listen to the ones with like scientists on it. It's like yeah. comedians. Uh, I can listen to people be funny anytime, um, you know, and like that's or like fighters. Like ah, I've I wrestled long enough. I know enough fighters. I don't really need. But then it's like when they're scientists or conversations with people who I would never have access to or hear their opinion firsthand type thing. So that, like that's the big ones too, like the Elons or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, a when are you going to hear Elon Musk in, an interview, in a two hour long interview? Like that's when you really, that's the thing about them being so long is you really kind of get into what people, you get a broader picture of a person. You know, you hear a 20 minute interview, you kind of just get these sound bites and kind of what they, what's on the top of their mind or their, their talking points. You get into like these two, three hour long segments. Like, okay, you actually kind of, you kind of know what the person's all about by the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, it's, that's the I think that's a testament to his like you know longer platform. Yeah, you don't feel so like you really get to know these people. Yeah, no, oh, man. Well, Dean, you got a uh, got anything you uh, was there anything you had in mind you want to talk about? Oh uh, no, I think we had a I think we covered some good stuff. I, I wanted to yeah get, make sure we got that positive light on uh, oh, nice. the big changes. The big changes going down. There we go. I think, it's, I think it's important to talk about that. There you go. So like, just, like you were saying, don't just be a negative Nancy. Make sure you get that positive energy out there. Let people, uh, you know, feel the steel and ride the wave. Catch a vibe. Catch the vibe. Feel the steel. You know, ride this energy wave. Ride this energy. And you're good. We should make a shirt that it says energy. Energy ride. Hey, it surfs up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to, I just need to hang 10 on some energy. <laughs> oh man. It was, it was wild. I just got barreled by this energy. Dude, there's a barrel of energy. <laughs> hang 10 through the barrel of energy. That's it. 
There you go. This has been Gas Stage Cappuccino, episode 98. Hit us up. Let us know what you do for episode 100. Podcast at caffeineandkilos.com. Mm-hmm.